Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Fernicus. Say what? Charette. Dr. Gordon. What's up, sir? How are you? Hanging in there, man. Yeah. Hanging in there. It's getting warm. I mean, like, not, not spring warm. But you know, it was yeah. it was it got really cold this morning, and then it rebounded really fast, and uh, that mm. made me happy, you know. Yeah. And it's not getting dark at like uh, you know three in the afternoon anymore, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's nice. You know, you know. So th- yeah, things is. are on the rise, Mike. Things are on the rise, Doc G. How was your uh, how's how's the basketball career going? Hmm. Doc G, it's uh, it's going, man. I'm playing with the I'm playing with the Bucks now. Oh. That's my team. I'm I'm, I'm so like with the, the Bucks. current Bucks, the current Bucks. Okay. Yeah, Dame. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm transitioning. Chris Middleton. You know, I was playing yeah. my career. Yeah, Chris Middleton. Yeah. Um. I was playing the my career mode. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to play for money. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm transitioning into playing as a whole team. So you're gonna play Jordan. with the Bucks. Yeah. When when you're playing for money. Yeah, yeah. I'm dominant in the in the paint. Now, is there a rule you can set? Is this like uh, that you have to play with current teams? As yeah. Wow. Is that a thing? Why do you bring that up? Yeah. So when you're playing, so when you're playing online, uh-huh. you play against ranked teams in that same like you know there's one there's in three that same rankings, season so yeah so bucks are ranked number one um and then magic are ranked two and then i think there's some other teams that are ranked three uh-huh. um i can't remember which ones those are but when you play online versus money uh-huh. people can play with whatever team and i didn't know that and the first time i played against somebody for money i played with the humbly i thought we were picking tier three teams right i picked the orlando magic great tier three the, team great tier three team yeah um, this guy picked the all-time greatest Lakers, and we're not talking. I think that's about the same, uh, <laughs> right? Well, but we're not talking about the old school like uh, Magic Johnson, whatever. We're talking about like the, all of the best Lakers, yeah, in one team: Magic, Kobe, Will Chamberlain, Shaq. That's you know, that's uh that seems a little unfair. It was a terrible game. <laughs> That was a terrible game. <laughs> so, so when you don't play for money, you have to play with current teams. But when, yeah, when you, you don't play for money, but, you play evenly matched teams against. Yeah, that makes no sense. Nope. I don't. I don't see why. Like, it would seem like you would need to play evenly matched teams for money. That would be more important. When you do the money thing, though, you are just playing with somebody online. You're just and renegades. You both agree. You both agree. Hey, we're gonna play each other online, and that. And as far as like the 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 money, you just have no goes, rules. That's all they care. There's just no yeah, rules. There's no rules. Uh huh. No mm. uh, you're you're living out. Yeah, that's the... why you can't really do it on the computer because people mod. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. you know the wild wild west. Stuff, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. Well, Mike. I have a new profession. Oh yeah, you do. I'm gonna be a professional golfer. Yes. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Our our former co-host Dave 
Dave Burles Berlin would be so proud mm-hmm. of me. Um, I went up to South Carolina, hung out with my good friend Brandon, and my he's been he's been hitting the links lately, Mike. Not a lot, yeah, but you know he he uh, he likes Top Golf. He gets out there, hits the driving mm-hmm. range, enjoys you know hitting a couple of balls. So much fun. It is. It is. You know, he has like some kind of day pass, so it's not outrageously expensive, and he doesn't end up buying like $75 worth of appetizers that are semi-good. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he was like, hey, you want to play some golf? Actually, I think I was like, hey, you want to play some golf? Because, you know, he was playing mm-hmm. golf. And uh, we decided that we would play. And, uh, Mike, I haven't played a round of golf in, I think, about 15 years. Really? Might be a little bit longer than that, you know? Now, I picked up a club. I've played a couple of top golf rounds, but yeah. I, I hadn't played a round of golf in about mm-hmm. 15 years. And you want to know something? What? It looked like I hadn't played golf in about 15 years. <laughs> Mike, uh, not only that, but we played a course that cost about three times the price of my clubs. Hmm. Now, you might be saying, holy crap, that's one expensive course. Nope. That's one cheap set of clubs. That's Mm. what that is. Mike, these clubs were purchased by my father at a thrift store. Not just just one thrift store, multiple thrift stores. This is a mix and match set. (laughs) Looks like something that if a hobo took up golf, he might own. It's very nice. Okay. Very nice. So nice. we go out there. We hit the driving range before our tea time, you know. And we're just starting at the driving range. And the course marshal, I looked that up. That's what they're called. A court, a course cor- marshal. Course marshal, yeah. He comes up to us. He's like, fellas, uh, you want to go a little early? We've got a, we've got a single in front of you uh, who wouldn't mind playing with someone if you want to play. And luckily, my friend Brandon foresaw how embarrassing this would be for us because we're no good at golf. And he was like, ah, thanks, man. But, you know, we're just looking to have fun. We're just, uh, we're going to go by ourselves. It's cool. Mm -hmm. So we hit like eight balls at the driving range. And uh, then we have to get ready for, to actually play. And I'm like, that uh, should be good. That's a ball for every two years I haven't played. I think we'll be, (laughs) we'll be ready to go. Warmed up. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we go over to the first hole, and the marshal is there, and he immediately just starts telling us all the facts about how the course plays, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I, I, you're going to have, so there's going to be two middle uh, sand traps here. Now, if you notice, the fairway's a little shorter than normal, and it's going to roll here, so you want to uh, you want to pop your ball up. And I was like, I really wanted to ba- basically jump in and be like, yeah, it's, it's pointless, man. It's pointless. Like, I wanted to tell him that he could have saved his, like, 20-minute speech and just been like, just point the hole out to us and be like, hit that way. That's <laughs> that's where you want to go. Like, so yeah. true. It was completely useless to us. It's basically like trying to explain the complexities of grammar and syntax to someone who doesn't speak English. And you're just like, ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So right before we set off, he he's like, uh, oh, the player in front of you that you were you were gonna play with. Don't worry, she shouldn't hold you up. She's a she's a junior LPGA player, but she's playing two balls, and that's ah. 
And that's who he asked us to play with, Mike. Uh, Do you know how embarrassing that would have been? Dodged a bullet there, yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but that would have been the most worthless thing ever for that girl. She would have gotten up there and drove the ball like 200 yards. And then I followed up by driving at 10 yards square into a tree. And she would have been like, yeah, that's it. exactly where I wanted to put it. I like a little challenge. I like to start myself off with a handicap, you know? So, good, good. But, Mike, uh, this may surprise you. We didn't score under par. The mate, the mate. Doctor, I don't know what that means. That means, uh, Mike, uh, if you are completely unfamiliar with golf, which it sounds I've like never, you are. By the way, I've never played a round of golf ever. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, I, I would say you're missing out on a ton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun. I'm not saying it's not yeah. fun, but yeah, you you can go without it. It's fine. That's okay. Fine. But, Mike, it's a game, in case you're not unaware, that you're trying to get the lowest score. And par okay. is what's average on the hole. So that's the number right. you're going for, right? Each hit mm. that you go, that counts to your score. So if I have a 5-5 five, five on a hole, that means it took me five hits to get into the hole. So you have par 3s, you have par 4s, you have par 5s. Meaning you okay. need to get it into the hole in 3, 4, or 5. That makes sense. Okay. Most par threes, me and Brandon were hitting sevens. Sweet. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, so we were really, really hitting it. But nonetheless, Mike, the talent was there. I saw it, all right? Yeah. Like a diamond in the rough mm -hmm. or perhaps a golf ball in the rough. I was looking good, Mike. Yeah, okay. But you know what? That's good. Since the show's doing so well... I may never need to fall back on it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't have to do it since we're we're skyrocketing in popularity, mm -hmm. you know. We don't need that golf money. No, no, no. But no. It, but it's nice to know I got a backup plan, you know. Mm -hmm. It's nice sure. to know. Mike, are you ready to fire the show up? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Mike, I'm going to try to persevere. I've got a I've got a blister on my thumb from golfing, so mm. if if the show isn't as good, listeners, it's because of the blister. So it's, it's distracted. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I'm again. I'm gonna try to you know separate my two career paths. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to not <laughs> let it interrupt. Uh, okay, Mike, we have a fantastic show today, despite some difficulties, listeners. I may or may not have lost the interview with Kenny Wayne Shepard. Girl, come on! That may have happened, you know? And I, I gotta say, you think tiny memory cards are awesome until you lose one, you know? As soon as I lost that memory card, Mike, I was I was wishing I recorded that on VHS or Laserdisc. <laughs> it's like, I know I'd never lose that thing. Oh, here it is. Yeah. I got it. Let's just put this guy in. My One of those massive film rolls. Yeah. Got it here on the old three quarters uh, of an inch. And it's got, uh, I've got five, five different spools of it back here. Like, it'd be so much better, you know? But yeah. regardless, listeners, never fear. We still have an amazing interview for you. We have, actually, me and Mike have been probably the most excited about this uh, the, the whole year. This has been the... 
the yeah. the big build up for the whole year. Tom Papa. Tom Papa. Uh, a man of oh so many hats, Mike. Acting, yep. comedy, writing, bread baking, radio mm-hmm. hosting, podcasting. He does it all. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. when you exclude most any actual technical skills of manual labor, theoretical sciences, and all things that actually contribute to society. He does it all, Mike. Wait, what? He yep. does it all, and I can't wait yeah. to talk to him. You know, you know. But first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Mm. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike, you want might want to take advantage of this first one because I don't know if you'll be able to get the last two. <laughs> All right. Now, um, I'm thinking I didn't actually write it down, Mike. I'm thinking you are at. I, I want to say I want to say it's a seven out of nine. Hmm. Okay. Seven out of nine because the first week you got two and a half out of three. Oh no, it might. Mm, 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 mm. No, 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 yeah, seven out of nine. I'm going to confirm that, but that's, I think, I'm pretty positive that's where you're at. Listeners, right. if I'm wrong, don't don't start a, a violent mob. Don't huh? don't, <laughs> don't take it to the streets. Uh, but here, here's your clue, Mike. This is a condensed clue. Singer who started with NSYNC, went solo, brought sexy back. He's married to Jessica Bill. And just recently, didn't look too awesome in the Britney Spears autobiography. Mm. JT, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is correct. Yes, Mike. Yes. Born on January 31st in Memphis, Tennessee, 1981. Started performing uh, when he was very young. Performed on Star Search when he was 11. Then he uh, got invited on to the old Mouseketeers. On the Mickey Mouse Club, castmates with uh, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Ryan Gosling, all on the old Mickey Mouse Club together. There, in uh, in '95, formed In Sync with four other dudes. They released four studio albums, sold over 70 million albums. Our birthday suit wearer then went solo, ended up uh, selling 88 million albums in his solo career. Jeez. Songs like Cry Me a River. Sexy Back, My Love, What Goes Around Comes Around. He also started acting, was in uh, movies like Love Guru, Friends with Benefits, Bad Teachers, and many others. His sixth studio album is due for release on March 15, 2024. Justin Timberlake, Mike. Um, You mentioned there, or I mentioned there, you didn't. uh, I was giving the clues. Um, (laughs) That's a fact. That uh, he didn't look so good in the uh, Britney Spears autobiography. Uh, after she uh, released all that, seems like she, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe she felt like, I mean, she didn't have to feel bad. She was basically just telling the truth, you know. But I think yeah. she did feel a little bit bad because she mm-hmm. uh, may apparently made an Instagram post like sort of supporting JT and then mm-hmm. saying she was excited about his music coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say... Those Instagram posts that she does are scary, Mike. Yeah, they are. <laughs> those those things are. I mean, props to you, Brittany. But 
Yikes. Like a Street Fighter character with yeah, those swords and all this stuff. I <laughs> mean, it is, yeah, it Her is dances. some live action role play there going on. And, and then uh, the eyes. The eyes are a little empty. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. I don't know what's going you on. don't want to look directly at them. Yes, yes. <laughs> Regardless, happy birthday to JT turning, let's see, what is that? 43. 43. 43. Yeah. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Mike, you're a married man. Um, yeah. I'm guessing when you decided on uh, some wedding bands, you went, did you go with the, the standard gold uh, band? Yeah, I got the gold. Yeah, I went with the gold. Yeah, that's a, I, Mike, yeah. you may regret that decision after I mm. tell you about the rings that you could be rocking here. Ooh, did I have an asteroid or like a meteorite ring? Better. Ah. Get ready for it. Amanda Booth. She's a jeweler and a clay artist from Canada. She's mm. got her own store called Trinkets by Amanda Booth. That's a catchy name. She's got a lot of attention <laughs> for her decisions on social media. Uh, or not decisions. What the? that her designs on social media uh she has over three hundred and fifty thousand followers on tiktok of when she's making these trinkets mike mm. and uh her recent creation it, it raised a little bit of eyebrows she made uh some wedding rings for an unnamed couple the couple wanted to have rings that incorporated their pubic hair in them Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She made some lovely blue clay rings, Mike, that are encased with silver and, of course, below, sort of in, in glazed, I guess, in the clay are the couple's pubes. Oh. Word. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah, now, weird, weird, weird. Now, you know, I will say, Mike, it came out looking a lot better than I thought. Like, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, if you didn't tell me what it was, I might be like, that's a pretty cool ring, you know? But I was thinking about that. Is that how you know you've met someone special, Mike? You think to yourself, you're like, you know what? I would really like to have a ring made of their pubes. What? That would be nice. <laughs> is that is that true love? Uh, I don't know about all that. Because if so, I don't think I'm ever gonna find it, Mike. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But I. That might be healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I was saying though, like if you're the type of person that wants to make these rings with your partner, do you openly tell people that's what they are? Like when they look at your ring, are you like, yeah, pube ring? Ew. Or do you just like, yeah, check it out, it's pretty cool, and just like keep it under the radar? Hmm. Depends on how the first pubering uh, <laughs> uh, explanation uh, goes. Yeah, that's uh, true. How, how, how's yeah. the reaction? I, yeah, how's the first pubering reaction? I, I feel like if you're the type of person wanting a pubering, though, you're just going to be the type of person that readily tells people, hey, guess what yeah. this is made out of, you know? Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Side note, Mike, in her TikTok crafting these rings, she had a TikTok making these rings. Uh, she was placing the hairs in the blue uh, clay rings. No gloves. 
just no gloves. Just grabbing these pubes and throwing mm. it in there. Okay. Bare fingers. Girl, come on. Nah. Not for Maybe me, Mike. She needs the uh, the, the dexterity. The, the yeah. Yeah, the dexterity. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> yeah, it's that disgusting. Yeah, made me made me a shiver a little bit. You know what though? For some reason, I thought you were gonna say the 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 rings were made of bones, mm. like bone. I don't know why. I thought took out a rib, scra scraped it out. <laughs> Here you go. That'd be dedication right there. It'd be yeah. disgusting, and it'd be dedication. Yeah. Didn't we learn that the ribs grow back? Yes. Or Fun yeah, fact, Mike. Fun fact. Retaining. Retaining yeah. from the show. Mike. Yes. Uh, here's an article from the old Huff Post. Uh, this is from their wellness section. Quote, doctors reveal exactly what happens to your brain after you turn 50. Hmm. Mike, I can tell you what happens to your brain after... Uh, exactly after you turn 50 without reading this article okay nothing nothing <laughs> yeah like this title this title is just so ridiculous though mike like saying scientists can tell you exactly what happens like come on man you're into everybody's an individual telling you exactly mm -hmm. what happens it's like going up i can tell you exactly what happens to your heart uh the monday after easter no, you can't. Like that's so specific. There's no like. Here, here's what happens. Here, here we go. Um, well, here's why people read this. Actually, people read this, Mike, because they think they're gonna read and it's gonna say, "Okay, at 50, dementia just slaps you in the face." <laughs> yeah. Everybody, the second you turn 50, wow! Oh crap! I'm crazy. That's. I knew it. That's it. That's it. 50. But I, I guess what? It doesn't. It doesn't. For some of you, it will, but not everybody. Some people will just be awesome, crystal clear thoughts until they're 99. And then other mm -hmm. people at 42, they'll just turn, you know, into five-year-olds because of their, yeah. their functioning. So, yeah. Uh, it's awesome. They just have no idea. And here, here, <laughs> let me give you a summary how this works, guys. It gets worse all the way until you die. There you go. Just to pick me up. On the old Wednesday Yay. show. <laughs> Mike, have you seen the movie trailer for the remake of Roadhouse? No, I have not. Yeah, it's going to be big, Mike. It's going to be big. Wait, what's Roadhouse again? Ro what's that movie? Classic 80s movie, Mike. I've actually gave a summary on the show before. I don't think you were on the show when I gave the summary of it. But it's an awesome, like, it's it's perfect because it makes no sense. It's one of those 80s oh. movies that you're just like, what, when would this ever happen? Who is this guy? But it's with Patrick Swayze. He's a bouncer. Actually, a cooler is his full title. But he controls a bar called the Double Deuce, and he basically takes on this country town mafia to control the bar that he is uh, that he is working at. They're doing a remake of it, Mike, with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's who's doing the okay. role, and I gotta be honest. And he's all jacked, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, wearing wearing uh, you know floral <laughs> tropical shirts every scene. It's very nice. Yeah, opened up, you know. He's got the the chest out, got the abs going. Looks pretty mm -hmm. good. Yeah, he does. I think I'll see it. I think I'll see the movie. All right. I'm gonna be a harsh judge. I mean. Because you're never going to be better than the original. You can't yeah. outperform Swayze. Don't try it. No way. 
But, you know, I'm open to it. Now, the reason I brought it up, Mike, if you're unaware, which it seems you are since you hadn't heard the movie was out, um, Conor McGregor is going to make his acting debut in the movie. Okay. Yeah, the UFC fighter, he plays the antagonist to Jake Gyllenhaal there. Conor plays a brash, loud, talking-in-your-face fighter who's looking to, you know, rough up Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Take him down, mm-hmm. beat him up, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people, Mike, I mean a lot, felt the need to jump on social media and mention that he was basically playing himself in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> like, it's his first movie, Mike. Yeah. Got to be yourself. Yeah. What were they expecting? That he comes out and plays a 65-year-old retired accountant from Idaho? And they're like, that's some good acting <laughs> right there. That is really not. No. When somebody's learning to play the guitar, you don't start out with Van Halen. You start yeah, out with either. three little pigs. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's starting off with something he knows. He knows how to be a loud fighting mm-hmm. And he does a really good job at it. So mm-hmm. let him do it. I think he's gonna. I think he's going to nail it, Mike. I think yeah. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. I'll go watch it, Doc G. I'll do you the don't, movie review. You don't even have to go watch Like, I mean, you don't have to go watch it because it's going to be on Amazon Prime. That's what they're... Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Mike, quick story out of Lakewood, Colorado. It's just a few minutes south there of Denver. A uh, suspect has been identified and a warrant has been issued after a lengthy... Uh, investigation for what the media has dubbed an underwear thief. Oh, another one. (laughs) Apparently, this dude has been investigated for over three years. Three years. Three years after being suspected of stealing laundry from the Lakeview Tower Apartments complex dozens of times. Ah. The main items include women and children's underwear, bras, Ew. and lingerie. Now, police say a search warrant at the suspect's home led to the discovery of over 500 items of evidence that belong to the victims. Hmm. Aging 6 to 69, Mike, with the cost totaling nearly $30,000 in damage. Mm. Mike, if you're doing the math on that, that's $60 a piece. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. That sounds like a little inflation by the police there. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. There's at least a couple of Walmart undies in that bunch that cost like $2. All right? They're not all Victoria's Secret pieces, okay? But, Mike, as you know, we don't usually like to give criminal suggestions. Nope. But I'm going to. Girl, come on. Like, if, you, if you're this guy, Mike, why, why are you just out there stealing underwear, man? Wouldn't it be a smart idea to throw a couple of shirts and socks for if you get caught, you cover your <laughs> tracks, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. if you, you get caught then, you're still a thief, but at least you're not a thief slash perv, you know? Yeah. You just throw a couple of shirts and you're like, hey, I was going to sell these on eBay. You know, mm-hmm. come on, think ahead, yeah. think ahead. 
Yeah. Also, you can't drive to another apartment complex? Come on, man. At least vary it up. They, they make it a little bit harder. You're doing the same place where you live 500 <laughs> times? Come on. Uh, have you not watched any shows? Exactly. On how to do this. Exactly. Um, you think that people were like, I feel like I'm missing underwear every single week. <laughs> See, and it's not getting lost in the dryer, okay? We've checked the dryer. We've I've, taken it apart. I've bought 15 new packs of underwear this year alone. Those things cost me $60 it's, a piece. They're this very expensive. God. Why do I keep getting the most expensive kind, too? Mike, uh, more details have came out from Crystal Hefner's new memoir. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She claims the zoo animals they had at the Playboy Mansion were depressed, Mike. Say what? Yeah. She said, quote, all those animals were so depressed and sad looking. You walked by the cages and you were just, none of them were happy. It was all an illusion. (laughs) I was totally naked and the animals (laughs) were still unhappy. (laughs) They they weren't. (laughs) They weren't buying what I was selling, man. Come on. Blame. But I, I don't want to throw water on her claim, Mike, but uh, isn't that all zoo animals? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you ever go to the zoo and you're like, that guy is having a great time? No. Mm. They they all look like they're at counseling. They all look like yeah. they're on the couch just like, oh, God. Another day. Oh, man. I mean, the only animals I go in the zoo and see and think, those guys are having a good time. Pandas and otters. Hmm. Yeah. Now, those two groups, they're a bunch of cut-ups, Mike. Doesn't matter how much space they have. Doesn't matter what toys they have. You put a couple otters together, they get crazy. Mm -hmm. You know? And you know pandas, M.O. They come to party. Mm -hmm. They want to eat bamboo and roll around like giant roly-polies. That's what they do. That's That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Now, I bet you the the Playboy Mansion didn't have either of those in their zoo. Mm -mm. If she would have had those, that would not be the report coming from it. Just going to say. Just going to say. Mike Mm -hmm. uh, Zuckerberg, the Zucksters back in the news. Uh, Zuckerberg, uh, busy being the ruler of an evil empire. Uh, Mm -hmm. He recently said that Meta will attempt to build an artificial general intelligence system and make it Mm. open source. Now, if you're unaware, artificial general intelligence system is a theoretical AI system that is capable of carrying out even more functions than just the existing AI now. It's basically mm-hmm. going it, like it's at the point where intelligence exceeds the functioning of humans, like as far mm. as the actual like thought process. Now they haven't obviously constructed this at this point. It's all theoretic. But right. he also said very crucial Mike, like I mentioned at the end there, it's going to be open source Mm -hmm. which means it would be open to anyone Mm -hmm. anyone that wanted it yeah and Mike my response to this is this guy Mike 
Like, what, what, <laughs> what are you doing, Zucks? Like, uh, if Zuckerberg was a scientist with Oppenheimer in 1945, he'd be like, hey, shouldn't we get this out to everybody? Should we uh, <laughs> mail these over to Germany real quick? They'd like this, wouldn't they? They'd be into this. I think it's the only smart thing to do. Like, what are you doing, Zuckerberg? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I guess, I mean, you know, you would think a guy that completely effed the world up with Facebook would say, you know what? Maybe I should set this one out. Maybe, maybe AI, I'll let somebody else go through this one. But I guess that's what having $135 billion and being a robot will do for you. I guess you just... Yeah, you just... Uh, keep it going, man. Pedal, pedal to the metal. Let's destroy the world. That's basically... Uh, <laughs> Doctor, I'm trying to write a joke right now about, uh, you know, like artificial intelligence. Like, do you think the more, you know, because the more, like, do you think the more human it becomes or more like a person it becomes? Mm -hmm. Do you think that eventually we'll start asking GPT questions and then it'll take like 15 minutes to respond back to us? <laughs> or it'll just I don't not respond at all. It'll hey, just GPT. left unread for several hours. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I was making dinner. That's why I didn't see this. Lies. Sorry, somebody was asking me how to recreate dinosaurs. I was, uh, I was busy. Lies, <laughs> ChatGBT. Don't believe you. Uh, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back, but we are going to hear from a fantastic artist, an artist that will be on the show, Mr. Rodney Crowell. This is Rodney with Emmy Lou Harris with Bluebird Wine right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe to the show mm -hmm. on uh, Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, yeah. wherever you can support the show. Uh, and if the listeners are feeling extra generous, please leave us a five-star review. Please leave us a comment. And hey, this will help us out even more. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show. Tell a friend. Tell yeah. a friend. Word of mouth, guys. Take a marketing mm -hmm. class. That's what helps the most. Yeah. Word of mouth. And like I've told you many times, I can't do it. Nobody wants to listen to me. I mean, hopefully people want to listen to me on the show. But nobody mm -hmm. wants to listen to me outside of the show, promote mm. the show. That doesn't work. Yeah. That doesn't that's work. That That's like trying to get somebody to have sex with their cousin. It's just gross. <laughs> huh? It just doesn't work unless you're Einstein or Roosevelt. They literally hooked yeah. up with their cousins. Um, Mike, we I'll need... listen to Einstein's podcast. I would <laughs> too. His relationship, and despite that he's not alive, I'd listen to it. <laughs> I would do it. What, Mike? Uh, uh, we need to thank the regulars. Need to thank the the five stars. Let's see how how good I can do. Let's see. Here we go. Shout out. 
Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, and Oakland, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracot, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richard, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Tom's River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, and Boynton, Virginia. Shout out. Nice. Didn't take it a big enough breath, though. Didn't didn't get enough air in there. I had to, I had to refuel at Baton Rouge. That's not what's supposed to happen. I'm sorry. I am sorry, listeners. We have some good four stars. We have some good four stars. First off, Mike and the four stars. Shout out, shout out to our uh, southern neighbors there, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Major, Fort Lauderdale. Major shout out to Fort Lauderdale. We've been getting some listens down there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. My bro's hometown. Shout out to you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Hialeah, Florida. Shout out to them. Next. Also, getting a lot of listens to Hialeah. Shout out uh, to Hialeah because I went to an orthopedic doctor there for about a year when I was in undergrad. So there we go. Yeah, good times with a a crappy uh, hip. Yes. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Shout out to Lexington. Shout out to Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to Queens, New York. Want to see a little competition? What mm. Burrow is getting more listens, guys? Who's getting Who's getting more listens? I'm putting my money on Queens. They've been around a little bit longer as far as the listens. No offense, Brooklyn. You can do it. I'm just putting my money on Queens. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. St. Simons Island, Georgia. Shout out to you guys. Shout out, uh, shout out to Fernandina Beach, Florida. Shout out to Warsaw, Poland. Shout out to Seattle, Washington. Shout out to Nashville, Tennessee. And lastly, shout out to Houston, Texas. There we go, Mike. There it is, Mike. There it is. Mike, we need to move on to facts you didn't know you needed to know, and you probably don't. Mike, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm not, you don't even need to decide which ones you want to hear. We're going to go through all of them, but I'll give, I'll give you the list here. Cool. We've got a geography fact. We've got a recent history fact. We've got a botany fact. We've got another geography fact. We've got a basketball fact. We've got a track and field fact. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Which one do you want to hear first? Let's go with the track and field. Mike, Jesse Owens. You know Jesse Owens? Um, Vaguely. Okay. Yeah, Jesse Owens. He uh, he he went up against uh, Hitler's Germany in the Olympics. He was you know he's world conqueror, conqueror as far as uh, American athletics. Uh, plus, he broke many um, racial barriers uh, as a black man. Very very fantastic athlete. But Jesse Owens set three world records and tied one world record in forty five minutes time. Mm. At the 1935 Big Ten Championships. Jeez. He set the world record in the 100-yard dash, long jump, 220-yard dash, and tied the record for the 220-yard low hurdles. Nice. That is Thank unbelievable, you, Mike. 45 yeah, minutes. 45 minutes he did all four of those events and set world records. What? What? You're too good at too many things. That is not yes. that is that is not fair, Mike. 
That is not fair. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Also, like that they did all of that in 45 minutes. I thought all the events efficient. Were all yeah, spaced out. Yeah, they're just over there churning them out. All right, long jump. All right, yeah. next one. All right, next one. <laughs> yeah, let's we get it. Breath. Mike, uh, uh, where you want to hear next? Let's do geography. If the whole Earth had the population density of New York City, the Earth's population would fit in Texas, Mike. Say what? You could fit everybody in Texas. Think of how nuts that would be. Okay. Just the density of Manhattan all the way through Texas, and then nothing on the face of the Earth. No mm -hmm. other people, just all shoved in there. That'd be, in in a way, that'd be pretty nice. I mean, the logistics would be insane, and you wouldn't want to be around eight billion people in that that area. But like the fact that you just got this complete untouched wilderness all the way around the rest of the world sounds a little bit like Jeff Bezos's dream, Mike. It sounds a yeah. little, a little bit like that, a little wild. Mike, um, I heard, Doc G, I'll throw one in there. Hey, I heard that if you took all the people on Earth, you stood them shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. They would only cover up Los Angeles County. Put them shoulder California. to shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well. I think it was like a Vox thing or something. Eh. One of those. Huh. I don't know. That sounds a little, I mean, I guess if you stack them real close, I guess I guess, I guess yeah. doable. Yeah. We yeah. can try to fact check it, but I'm pretty yeah, sure let's, I saw that in a little short documentary. We could definitely fact check yeah. it. I'm going to go get the people together, Mike, and I'm going to head over <laughs> to L.A. Um, Mike, what, what one do you want to hear next? Mm, let's do the second geography one. Australia is wider than the moon, Mike. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen, like, the, the moon over the earth Yeah. from very, the other very, side. Very yeah. small. Very small. Yeah. Smaller than Australia. Wow. My, Mike, what do you want to hear next? Uh, well, I actually forgot recent, all the other recent, categories. Recent history, botany, or basketball? Let's do botany. Strawberries, blackberries, raspberries. Not actually berries, Mike. Hmm. Yeah. True berries stem from one single ovary flower and have two or more seeds. Word. So therefore, actually, kiwis, watermelons, and bananas are actually berries, Mike. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next time you pick up that watermelon, tell yourself that's a good berry right there. That's a good berry. That's one tasty berry. Mike, <laughs> uh, let's go to recent history here. Jennifer Lopez calls the creation of Google Images. Hmm. When she wore a Versace dress to the 2000 Grammys, there were so many people looking for the picture of her in that dress, they added that feature of Google Images. They added a section where you could look specifically for images because of Jennifer ah. Lopez wearing that dress. Ooh. I yeah. that up. <laughs> That reminds <laughs> me. I should check that out. What was it? The 2000? 2000. Versace dress. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy that we, we've we had Google images for that long. 24 like years, uh, man. Yeah. 24 that's years. Wild. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Mike, last one. Basketball fact here. Until 1936, the jump ball in basketball took place at center court after every single made basket. 
Really? Yeah. Really slowed the game down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Score. All right. But like you think about it, that's sort of, you know, that's in between where we have the make it take it rule versus what we have now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got you play one on one sometimes, you do make it take it. That's just giving it back to the person that's scoring. You got the rule now, every time the, the one team scores, the other team gets it. This is in the middle. It's up for grabs. Whoever wants it gets it. You know? Mm. Yeah. Well, wow. 1936. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Mike. Mike, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear a song that was written by one of our upcoming guests, Mr. Dave Mason. This is his hit song, Feeling All Right, performed by Joe Cocker, right here on the Doc G Show. Get ready for a little Tom Papa coming up next. This mucho yellow and it's rocking yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are very excited to have a tremendous comedian who will be in Ponte Vedra on March 26th for the Good Stuff Tour, Mr. Tom Papa. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Nice to see you. Of course. Of course. I mean, I have been looking at your career, and my God, you do a lot. It is. <laughs> I mean, you're a radio host. You act. You host podcasts. You write. You bake. Eventually, you got to run out of time. How do you determine what fits into your schedule? Uh, good question. I actually just I just took down a TV in my office here at home and put up a giant whiteboard because I was I got to a point where trying to keep track of it in my head was not working and I definitely didn't have time to watch TV. So I'm like, maybe if I just put it up on a board <laughs> and can knock things out as I go along, uh, mm. it'll it'll be all right. Strategic scheduling. I yeah. Like <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah. on the on the acting side of things, this past year, me and me and Mike actually we watched a movie there that I was very excited about. And I heard you were in the movie, mm-hmm. but your scene got cut by the director. The movie yes. being Air and mm-hmm. the director being Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Now, I was is that one of those things that you get specifically told or does the movie come out and you go, where am I? <laughs> no, I was told Matt Damon told me when he came to my stand up show, I was like, the movie looks good. He's like, yeah, <laughs> about that. <laughs> And we just had one scene together and it makes sense when you see the movie like it it was kind of like a a left turn for a little bit. 
Um, but still, I'm waiting for my call because I know if my scene had been in, they probably would have had Golden Globe Awards on their table. And uh, <laughs> but everyone makes mistakes. It's you know, it's you, you can't you can't blame them. What can you do? Come on, Ben Affleck, <laughs> you're better than that. Come on, Ben. Well, well, a director that I know would not have cut any of your scenes would be Rob Zombie. You've uh, you've been friends with Rob for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, he directed two of your specials. Uh, yeah. You you wrote a movie together. Yeah. And I was blown away by how you became friends. I saw that you became friends at a destination wedding. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go to these weddings and there's always you need to you need an ally if you don't if, if if you don't know everybody we just knew the bride and the groom and it's their families and stuff and you need somebody else that you can mock this wedding this wedding with you need to you need an ally like to sit in the in the wings of it and rip it all apart and my friend who was getting married was in house of a thousand corpses with rob so they uh we quickly we quickly uh became allies and had a good time for the rest of the weekend well i was about to say i was blown away that rob actually went to the wedding because he does not strike me as a guy that would say yes yeah. destination wedding i'm there that's actually a great point that i never thought about like why, why was he even there i know that he had rented a like big cadillac like uh, the car rental was like some big dumb cadillac <laughs> i think he was enjoying that but uh, yeah he must have really loved her <laughs> <laughs> well now along with acting you've done a great podcast the most recent uh is breaking bread with tom papa and yeah. the title has multiple meanings mm -hmm. uh but of course you are pretty famous for your bread breaking your bread baking tendencies uh mm -hmm. your daughter got you your first sourdough starter for christmas That's um great. Does she constantly remind you how like big of a contribution to your life she made? Like, hey, listen, it's all because of me that this bread baking thing has developed. Yeah, she says she's responsible for the second wave of my career. <laughs> <laughs> she really lets me know it every time I'm pull a loaf out of the oven. So how does it feel that I revived your career? <laughs> <laughs> it well, is really funny i mean people really do know the bread thing it's very it's very uh i don't know uh sticky online and stuff it became a it became a thing to the point where people come up to me and i think they're going to say something about stand-up and they'll say something about bread like i had a guy a flight attendant on american airlines recently come up and he leaned in and he was like i'm sorry about the bread <laughs> <laughs> And well, so it's really it's it is very cool because i do really enjoy it and love making it and it is a big I, I, part of my life to, so to have people like respond and have this other avenue is pretty cool i i think you 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 go on joe rogan's podcast with bread it's you're going to be labeled as the bread guy from <laughs> from then yeah. on yeah when you were all the uh joe was definitely responsible for uh for getting the word out early it was really early because I had just started it and I went on there and was talking about it. And I think I think it was like off that first or second interview that the New York Times called and they were doing a, a article on sourdough starters and they put me in it. And it was like, 
I, I don't know if they realize I've only made like six loaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rookie. Come on, yeah, guys. But, uh, but all right, I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say lately on the podcast, uh, the way Kira's been pushing herbal remedies and supplements, mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned new listeners might think she's like a witch doctor. I'm, I'm, she uh, is. I know she calls herself a uh, a mad gypsy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like it though because I I feel like that's where uh, all of these strangest podcasts really come into their fortune is whenever they're selling supplements of some sort. <laughs> they always have some host who has looks like the unhealthiest thing alive, but they're selling you supplements for the end of times. Those guys make bank. <laughs> it's. Ask Alex Jones. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. Well, yeah. we haven't talked about your radio show. You crossed the 800th episode of mm -hmm. What a Joke this past year on Sirius XM. And I was wondering, being a radio uh, podcast guy myself, mm -hmm. do you actively go into the radio show approaching it differently than your podcast? Uh, yeah, there is a little, there is a difference. You know, I'm, I'm on that serious one with Fortune Feimster mm -hmm. and she's a different personality. So we have like a bit of a different rhythm. It also is a little bit more day-to-day -day radio. So I come into that one a little bit more of, of, uh, you know, what's current, what's happening this week, what's happening today, that kind of a thing. Um, where my podcast is more about the guest and it's more about the celebration of of what's going so we go a little deeper into it all nice nice yeah. well well i'm guessing if you had to choose one thing in your career that you had to stick with you couldn't do anything else i'm guessing it'd be stand up right yeah for sure it's it's just the most fun it literally is the most fun i mean doing the radio or writing books and acting all that stuff is cool and it has its own rewards and it's creative but just that rush that conversation you're having with the audience and they're giving you the energy it's just energy and it's you're not by yourself it's literally they're as big a part of the night as you are that ride and then everyone's just joyful everybody comes out and they're just like my face hurts and you got me through the pandemic and you helped me when on, a, on our ride you know to work every day and it's like all that stuff is just so rewarding and immediate uh yeah stand up stand up wins do you, do you see i'm guessing you see a ton of crossover i mean like at your stand up there's all kinds of folks that are there because of your show because your radio mm -hmm. show or podcast or books yeah yeah it's interesting it's it's it, it, it's i sign books at the end of the show i'll be in the lobby and i sign books for people and it's interesting to see where they come from some come from npr because i'm on npr a lot doing like wait wait don't tell me and You'll have those people and then you have the TV people and you have people from way back. And yeah, it's really interesting how you just kind of it's not like and I remember watching that with older comedians when I was coming up, there was either you had like a big hit and you were the guy from this movie or this TV show or you were someone that was in a whole bunch of different stuff and it just accumulated just the the volume of it. Mm -hmm. got you to the same place interesting and, yeah and i think that's i think that's what i that was ended up being my path the volume yeah the volume yeah. just yeah well you're, you're coming to Ponte Vedra. that is the show coming up march 26 and i noticed actually you've got 18 shows this spring 
Five of those dates so far are in Florida. Uh, Finally, my agent is listening to me. Well, I mean, we're obviously <laughs> fun to laugh at, but would you say Florida is a fun place to do comedy? Yeah, they're, yeah, because there are a lot of transplants from very cold, miserable places, and those <laughs> people tend to have a good sense of humor. True. <laughs> True. And also, my, for the last couple of years, it's no joke, my agent, I think I was in Fargo last February, Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> I was in Ren, Red Wing, Minnesota. Like, I fell on the ice. Uh, I'm like, dude, uh, we can make our own schedule. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about Key West? Our <laughs> our schedule goes around the Caribbean for seven months. It's <laughs> yeah. rotating around. Yeah, oh, that's hey, fantastic. Hey, I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Tom. Just curious. Aside from Florida and Ponta Vedra, of course, where mm. is your favorite place in the country to perform? Is there a venue that you're just like, I can't wait to do this place? There, there's country. so many. I so I we actually had this question. Someone asked me, "What was your favorite show of 2023?" And it was hard. Like once you start thinking about them and listing them off, they all have their own thing. It's like there's like the big marketplaces are really fun. You know, to go to like uh, Minneapolis or San Francisco or Denver or mm -hmm. Boston. Like those are always really fun. It seems like an event. You're in the big city, but then you go to these like smaller places where they're just so happy that you're there like i always call that the what are you doing here tour mm. <laughs> you know you'll, you'll do a show in this tiny town and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> it's like what do you mean you live here yeah i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah. here there's I a guess, theater uh, there was an airport yeah. you know i guess like specifically what what what's your favorite venue like is there a venue that stands out that you're just like sound lighting ceilings the way the crowd is yeah um, organized There's town hall in new york mm. is this legendary place that's just i really love uh it's it's a reason like so many people have performed there over the years um there's the fitzgerald in saint paul minnesota mm. uh which oh, is where prairie home companion really kind of came from and there's just it's like the perfect size it's just the people are great that the the acoustic everything about that that's a very that that's a special one in my in my mind i really love the the older theaters that have history mm, you know you go you, yeah. you just go to these places and they're like oh yeah you know laurel and hardy <laughs> were doing their live show here you mm. know like those vaudeville homes and all those kind of things like anything with like soul like it's a little history to it yeah those, okay. yeah cool just well, curious we, yeah we've got one we've got one in Ponte Vedra Music Hall so you've got, I love that you've I, got I, yeah some, I've been there a bunch it's a fantastic one and listeners you should go out and see him March 26 Tom I want to thank you for coming on the show sir it's been a pleasure thanks for having me hopefully you'll see you at the show for sure. Listeners, make sure March 26th, Ponte Vedra mu uh, Music Hall. You can keep up with everything Tom Papa at his website, TomPapa.com. We will be right back on the Doc G Show.
are back here on the Doc G Show. During yeah. that break, me and Mike took the time to look at uh, Jennifer Lopez uh, pictures of the 2000s. Mike was stuck on 2019. Didn't even know that it wasn't the 2000 picture. Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference. That's how that's how good J-Lo's doing for us, man. Yeah. But what do you think? That was just Tom Papa, Mike. Woo-hoo. TP. TP. What'd you think? Any 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 parts of the review? Anything you want to review of that interview there? I just it, it blows my mind. I never have considered this how some famous people, famous comedians, uh-huh. can have audiences or fans that come from so many different things versus how some comedians just all their fans comedy. come from one yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've just never, you know, and then over the course of, you know, 20 years, you've got a show and then you got like a certain percentage. Yeah. It's it just, it's that, that was, I've never considered that. And Tom's hedging his bets. Yeah. Tom's got plenty of different pots. Yeah. That he's, he's got people coming from, mm-hmm. you know, and so he never has to worry about it anymore. He doesn't have to yeah. worry about people like getting, being like, oh, I'm tired of seeing him. I want to see another stand up. No. Then he's got his book people coming in. And then those people, it's like, then then he's got his podcast people coming in. Then he's got his radio show people coming in. Then he's got the people that saw him in movies that are like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. I'll check him out. Like, yeah. yeah. Got, got grabbing it all, man. Grabbing it all, which is, yeah, like you said, diversify your portfolio and it will, uh, it will work well. Mike, write a book and uh, start a radio show so you mm-hmm. can get some more. <laughs> This is what we're doing. Just, we got, just I've got all a, kinds of things going on now. Just some minor, minor things, you know. Yeah. Well, I forgot. I forgot the Super Bowl commercial. There you go. Mm, there it is. There we go. There yeah. it is. Hey, who's that guy in the background? I want. I want to see that guy wanna, in comedy. That guy needs to do more stuff. When he's <laughs> when he's rollerblading, that makes me think he might be funny. I don't uh, know. There's something about it. Yeah. But, Anyways, listeners, if you got time, you need to go see Tom Papa. It'll be good. It's good for the oh, soul, yeah. you know? And who knows? You may get lucky. He may bring a couple of pieces of bread to the to the show. Oh, wouldn't know. that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if he made bread during his set so that yeah. way you had that aroma in the room? Oh, oh. wow. That's, that's a great. My, that's a that's a that's a, uh, a trademark idea there, Mike. Go ahead oh, and put yeah. that down. Right. I mean, it's not it's it's you don't break you don't bake bread, but you know you can sell it to him. Ah, uh, why didn't we ask Tom this during the interview? Hey, Tom, does your do your show smell like bread? All right, <laughs> call him back up. Hey, call him back up, Mike. We need to move on. We need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. Mike, see top three. <laughs> Mike, uh, I have a strong suspicion that we will have different lists. Uh, that do not actually coordinate with each other, but we're gonna give it a shot. That's my we're fault, Doctor. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't provide a lot of parameters. I said home cooked meals, but I think what I meant was, what are your top three home cooked meals by relatives of all time? Okay. Not, not, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, that's sort of what I, that's sort of what I went yeah. with. I went okay, with cool. friends, friends and relatives, friends and relatives. Okay. Friends and relatives. Okay, so Mike, I don't have any honorable mentions with this one. I mean, I could have thought for some honorable mentions, but I didn't really fight through them. I was just like, all right, what comes to my head when I think of things that I've eaten that were not purchased from a restaurant? Mm-hmm. What, what am I going with, you know? Yeah. So uh, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I have three. Mm. Yeah, I have Nice. Three. Give them to me. Okay, so uh, 
back in the day. I was 15 or 14 or 13. I don't know how old I was, but I was young. You were an uh, age. I was an age. And my friend, I was staying at my friend's house, and his dad made some barbecue chicken on the grill. I don't know. He must have covered this chicken with barbecue sauce and then put it on the grill. So he, like, cooked. Ah, mm. oh, that was fantastic. That might be the best. I think about that chicken quite often. And I never <laughs> saw this guy. I saw this guy's dad once. I stayed at his house probably 20 times. I saw his this dad guy- once. He this made guy chicken died and immediately after he made the chicken. <laughs> uh, he was I never, just, never there again. Yeah, mm. it was. It was fantastic. Um, also, like, do you know? Do you know that was this like a was this like a secret family recipe barbecue sauce or was this, this guy just like was right so off random. the shelf? I never saw this guy ever. I saw him once. He made chicken and he bounced. I, I don't, he was, was a, some, a wizard. Yeah, a chicken just, wizard. Yeah, my god! I was like, wow, this guy doesn't say anything to. He never talked to us. He never did it. He just <laughs> made us chicken one time. It was incredible, and then that was his closer. <laughs> the mute chef came in, <laughs> yeah. gave us his chicken, and walked out. Oh, yeah, man. it was uh, man a few words, find, but great chicken. We got to find this what guy. Yeah, hunt um, him down. Get that chicken recipe. Your number. Your number Ryan two Elkins, there. Your dad, man. Your dad uh, crushed that chicken wherever Woo! wherever you are and wherever he is. <laughs> Woo! Uh, That's right. But uh, yeah, and then the other one, my mom. One uh, a couple years ago, I went to my mom's house and she marinated uh-huh. chicken in pickle juice and mm. fried chicken. Oh my gosh, fantastic! Um, little little Chick Fil A secret right yeah, the there. Yeah, Chick Fil A. The Chick Fil A. Um, Approach. Pickle brine, yeah, oh yeah. Fantastic. I tried that, by the way, with jalapenos. Doesn't work yeah. as well. The jalapeno juice doesn't uh, work as well. Pickle oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. no, that's not gonna work, man. No, no. no. Why not? No. Do you know? Uh, the 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 capsaicin of the pickles. You can't. It, it won't cook right. Different uh, chemistry. Different okay. chemistry. Okay. Uh, we'll talk more about that after the show, Doc G. Mm. Uh, <laughs> very curious. And then also the last one would uh, be my grandmother. I remember back in the day, maybe once or twice, made fried catfish. Oh mm. my lord! Fantastic. That's it. Good. That's Nothing like a good, good piece of trash fish, Mike. Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. Catfish was or tr- tilapia, both of those pieces mm. of fish, just so trashy. But you know what? You do it right. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was great. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mike. My number three uh, would go to my friend's mom, Eva. Eva in used to go to the uh, used to go to the beach with this friend every single summer. Right, we'd make a little pilgrimage down to the beach. We'd stay for a week. Always nice. Uh huh. And and at lunch, she would make chicken salad sandwiches. Ah, and chicken those, salad sandwiches. Those chicken salad sandwiches were killer, man. Yeah. They were killer. And I like, you know, I was one of those just like I was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was guess I was inexperienced, you would mm-hmm. say. My palate was yeah. inexperienced. And she's like, I'm making a chicken salad sandwich. Even though my palate was inexperienced, I wasn't, you know, opposed to trying things. So I was like, hit me with this thing. I don't know what this is. And I had it. She toasted the bread, man. She oh. toasted the bread. She put it on there. Oh. My mouth's watering just thinking about it, Mike. Yeah. Mouth's watering just thinking about it. Do you know if she had Mike. the grapes and the celery? No, 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 no. She's not okay. doing grapes. That That's banana. <laughs> that doesn't deserve it. That, that, that's, that's some kind Arby's of thing. You, uh, it's, you're trying to be fancy there. Okay. That's Arby's trying to reach, you know. Right, but celery right. is classic. Celery you're always going to have yeah. in there. Okay. You know? Uh, Mike, you're number three. My number three. Um, shout out to the wife. Shout she makes this stuff called Gretza. Doc G, and it's the most simple thing you could imagine. 
It's toast mm-hmm. or it's bread. She co- it chops right, right. it up into small pieces, yeah. uh, douses it, the bread and butter. She cooks mm-hmm. the bread in a in a pan, and then she adds eggs to the uh, to the whole thing. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Then it's just yeah, that's it. It's well, I mean, you know, I mean, as you're explaining that, it it doesn't take too much of an imagination to see that that would be good. You <laughs> yeah, know, no, not you, really. you said you you said you said bread, butter, and eggs. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty uh, much. You know, I could eat that for days in yeah. pretty much any way that you make that. You know, yeah, that's great. You know, that's great. My number two goes to my mom. One thing that she makes that I'm a big fan of. Wilted salad, Mike. Wilted salad. Wilted salad. So you know, there's a lot of these. Uh, the, it's it's where you 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 make a salad with mostly greens, right? Mm-hmm. And then the salad dressing has some type of hot grease in it, and you put that you put that hot grease on it after you sort of dress up the salad, and it wilts because of the hot you know the hot nature of the right. uh, of the the grease. But, uh, yeah, the salad dressing is basically, you know, like a, a vinegar and then bacon grease, and then you got bacon in the uh, salad. Oh! Oh! Really? So good, Mike. Interesting. Now, is it, I mean, is it a game of basically find the bacon in the salad? Yes, it is. But <laughs> it's still delicious, Mike. Yeah. It is so good. Wilted anyway. salad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're number two, Mike. My number two, my mom, uh, she makes just yellow rice and chicken. I don't know what she does to this chicken, but it's fantastic. Oh, my mom will marinate the chicken in Italian dressing, like the mm. uh, like the Italian dressing that you just buy at the store. Yeah, She'll yeah. She'll marinate yeah. it in the wishbone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the wishbone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The wishbone Italian dressing and then yellow rice. Ah, fantastic. That's it. Yeah, you got to, I mean, you know, that's, that's one of the keys, Mike. You got to marinate. You mm-hmm. got to marinate for a long time. You got to let that stuff get in there. Mm. You know, get in there. Yeah. But my how number long, one. How long, sorry, Doc G. How long should you marinate for? Like a, a chicken and some Italian dressing. It depends. You know, be, I mean, like it depends. But you could do. Yeah, you could. I mean, it depends on the temp that you're marinating too. Mm, okay. You know, are you marinating at room temperature? Or are you marinating at uh, at refrigerated temperature? If you're marinating yeah. at refrigerated temperature, you got to give it more time. Yeah. You got to okay. give it a good like 24 hours, 36 mm-hmm. hours, right? But if you're room, marinating at room temperature, you don't want to die, so you got to do a couple hours. So like, you don't mm-hmm. want to yeah. leave that chicken out for three days and then eat it and be like, "Oh, I had <laughs> diarrhea." That's that's uh, that's odd. Nope. Um, Mike, my number one, my friend Matt, his mom Pat. That's right, I said Pat. Her, her name is Pat. Yeah, and uh, she's she's full blooded Italian, my friend. Oh yeah, and and let me tell you. When she busted out a lasagna, oh, man. Oh, lasagna. Get out of town. That lasagna was good. I'd always get excited, too. Uh, You know, Matt would invite a whole bunch of uh, friends over, and as soon as Pat started making food, I was like, I'm out for whatever you guys are doing. I'm in with her. And I would just just stay in the kitchen with her, just waiting for that thing to finish. I was like, let's... See what you got going on here. Let's oh, let's. Uh, I was lasagna. I was I was like the dog, just you know, hanging around, being like, "Are there any scraps?" <laughs> just gonna, circling around. Any scraps? You got anything? You got? I, well, I wasn't helping at all. Not being helpful at all. Just waiting for free food. But it was so mm-hmm. good, Mike. Yeah, so good, Mike. You're number one. Number one, uh, Grandma Thanksgiving. 
Can't beat it. She hit. She had all the hits. The fried okra. It wasn't really a traditional Thanksgiving like sides, but fried okra, potato salad, Ooh. um, all the hits. She had. Oh, also deviled eggs. Oh, oh, the deviled eggs. Oh, incredible. Man, yeah. She, yeah, she's she's going like. I mean, she's got like potato salad. That's like that's like a cookout, and then yeah. she's got the. Then she's got the fried okra. That's like soul food. She's mm-hmm. just going all over it's the like map. It's like a southern, like it. yeah, southern uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, but, oh, I man, like it. Great. Mike. Miss it. I like it, Mike. What is our topic going to be next week? Ooh, how about this? Top three discontinued foods. Hmm. Well, I think if any listeners have actually kept up with the show. They know exactly what my number one is on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned it like at least five times on this show. Probably mm. more like 20. But we can do that. We All can right. go with that. Cool, cool, cool. Top three discontinued foods. Now, I'm going to go ahead and put a uh, marker on it, uh, Mike. We can't uh, can't do a food topic next week after that. We can't okay. go three in a row with the foods. We're going to have to go something. Has it been three in a row? Well, I mean, that well, would yeah, be yeah. three Next if you did another one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All right, all right. Uh, Mike, we are going to move on. We got two birthday suits uh, left. Let's see. Uh, do you want the comedian slash actor or the athlete first? Comedian slash actor. Okay. He's He's known... But I don't know if you'll be able to get it from this. Okay. Um, so he was a cast member on SNL from 2008 to 2017. He had characters like Drunk Uncle, Keith the Movie Fan, and Ass Dan. Hmm. Ah, uh, should I should I know? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. No, hopefully. No, no, no. That I mean that's the big clue. No. Uh I can give you his initials. Okay. B M. What is it? B M? B M. No. That's okay. I don't know. Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. I I do have to say, in, in the past like fifteen years. Drunk Uncle is probably one of my favorite sketches. I do love Drunk Uncle. The guy that comes on uh, the weekend update, and he's supposed to be your uncle that drinks too much, and then he rants mm. and raves about cancel culture. It's pretty hilarious. It's okay. one of my favorites. I would definitely suggest looking at some clips of Drunk Uncle if you haven't. It's pretty awesome. So true. Uh, okay, Mike. You're one for two. You might be able to get this one. If you don't get this one, it will also be slightly embarrassing, I think. Oh, but okay. Bobby Moynihan wasn't embarrassing. This one may be slightly embarrassing. No offense to Bobby. Uh, here we go. Born on January 31st, 1919, our birthday suit wearer was the first player to break the color barrier in the Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. In the... In Major League Baseball, he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers and wore the number 42. Jackie Robinson. There it is. Yes, Mike. Yes. Not embarrassing. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Born in Cairo, Georgia, Mike. 
He lettered in four sports in high school, uh, football, basketball, track and field, and baseball. And then this is the nuts thing. He went to UCLA for college. He lettered in all four sports again. Hmm. Yeah. Four sports in college, Mike. That's insane. And crazy, his worst sport was baseball. Huh? When he was in college, the sport that he was worst at was baseball. Hmm. Then he went to the Army, got drafted in the Army. He went to officer school uh, while he was in the Army. A whole bunch of race happened to him. Uh, and then he got honorably discharged because of that. Whole just craziness, unnecessariness. Um, in 1947, Brooklyn Dodgers called him up to the major leagues. He became the first player to break the color barrier. During his career, he was a six-time All-Star a World Series champion, a two-time stolen base leader, a batting champion, an MVP, and he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962. And not surprisingly, Mike, since it was 1962, he did not have a unanimous vote into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. It was like 70%. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. You serious? Come on, man. I know it's 1962, but come on. Come Ridiculous. on, guys. Regardless, happy birthday to Jackie Robinson. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Happy bo- birthday to Bobby Moyhan, of course. Happy birthday to JT. Good luck on that new JT. album, JT. Good luck. Mike, we have some fantastic shows coming up. Very excited. We have Dave Mason. Been waiting for Dave for a year now. We were supposed to interview him last year at pretty much this time. His bus, his bus broke down, couldn't make it to the interview. We had to cancel. It was very sad, but we've got him on the show. Fantastic musician. He was one of the founders of one of the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, bands, um, Traffic. He, were, he is on record. He recorded with Jimi Hendrix. This man is an absolute legend dave mason super excited to have dave on the show we're also going to have rodney crowell like i said coming up just a, a legend in the musical game as well uh and then we've got the Irie coming back on the show the Irie, the fellas are going to be back on the show this is going to be their third time on the show very excited awesome very excited to have them back on the show we've got a couple more things in the work there's a couple of huge ones out there lunkers oh, yeah. listeners then I'm oh, yeah. very, very uh, crossing my fingers, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jinx it by putting it out there yet. I'm crossing my fingers. But until then, Mike, we need to wrap up the show. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus, Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it, do. Thank you.